0: Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by CMN Momentum 2020 Online is the unique event for ministry-minded Catholics. Join us July 15th and 16th and jumpstart your good work for God. This two-day event offers best practice conference presenters and a virtual trade show. Also included are film screenings, music guests, and even a pro-life voter town hall. CMN is where Catholic businesses and nonprofits, leaders, and volunteers are empowered with practical hope and help during these hard times. Visit catholicmarketing.com and register today. Your Catholic organization can join Catholic Marketing Network so you and four members of your team can attend Momentum 2020 for free. In addition to free access, A $75 CMN membership provides year-round benefits for Catholic schools, nonprofits, church fundraising teams, retailers, and more. Visit CatholicMarketing.com and register and get ready to build professional and personal momentum.
1: Welcome to the Will Within Podcast. This is your home for shared stories of hope, perseverance, will, and inspiration. Join us today as we share another story that brings to life the underlying beat of our lives. Consider us your virtual friends. Let's get inspired.
2: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting edition of the Will Within Podcast. I am your host, Regina Pontus. Today, I have the opportunity to talk to a gentleman by the name of Jerry Usher. Jerry is a co-host of a great show on EWTN. It's on EWTN radio Monday through Friday, and it's at noon, and it's a call-and-talk show where they talk about all different kinds of topics, personal, spiritual, and cultural issues. They're also going to be writing a book regarding all those call-ins. They've just celebrated their fifth-year anniversary. Jerry also has some other irons in the fire. So without any further ado, let's listen to my conversation with Jerry. Hi, Jerry, and welcome to the Will Within podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time. I love your story because I love listening to you and Debbie talk all the time with your call-in on the EWTN radio, and I know you're also the founder and president of Third Millennium Media, so I'd like to hear your journey.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me, Regina. I appreciate it. Um, On May 18th of this year, just a little over about six weeks ago, I celebrated 40 years in the radio business. That
2: was exciting.
1: So it's it's always sort of been my my vocation my calling in life I believe that God created me to do this and it goes way back to when I was in high school um, I used to pretend like I was a disc jockey I would have a little cassette player and some records people who remember uh, you know 45s and 33s and cassette players and all of that and I would pretend to be playing a disc jockey when I was about 14 15 years old and and then I played all the the boys sports in school but for the girls' sports, a friend and I would rig up a reel-to-reel machine and videotape the games and broadcast them like we were on you know, professional radio or TV. So I always had the bug, and I went to broadcasting school right after high school. It was a one-year course. I finished that in, uh, in 1980. I actually had my first radio job before my broadcasting school was over. So uh, like I said, May 18th of 1980 was when I first went on the air. So Hard to believe, Regina. It's been forty years that I've been doing this. Thanks so to God. exciting.
2: And you yeah. fell into it, but just because you love sports and you wanted to talk about it.
1: That was yeah, the first. Actually, wow. Yeah, it right. was. It was my love of sports. I, I actually, uh, I wanted to be, uh, you know, a big time uh, sports broadcaster, like do Notre Dame games or something like that. That's exciting. And I did do a lot of a lot of sports casting. My first oh ten years that I was in radio, I. I broadcast a lot of high school and college football and basketball games and had so many great memories. It was just fantastic.
2: Tell me about uh, your journey after college. How did you do your spiritual discernment? Because I know at one point you were interested in possibly pursuing the priesthood. And did you do that while you were also doing like the radio stuff, trying to see what fit best for you?
1: Yeah, well, it's interesting. I didn't have a real solid Catholic upbringing, even though my... My mother's brother, my uncle was a priest, and she had a a second cousin who was a priest and two second cousins who were nuns, but we didn't have a a whole lot of religious education or formation in the faith growing up. So I went to, like I said, I went to broadcasting school, got into into radio, and I really wasn't doing much with my faith at all for many, many years. And then on my early 20s, probably 22, 23 years old, I started getting the sense of wanting to go back to at least Sunday Mass. And one year, my mother bought me a rosary for my birthday. And I thought, well, you know, I don't know much about the rosary, but um, any mother who thinks enough uh, of the rosary to buy one for her son for his birthday, I should probably honor her by praying. Mm. And so I started praying the rosary and boy, oh boy, once you, uh, you know, draw closer to Jesus through Mary and the saints, um, it really is a a game changer. So I I actually spent about 10 years in, in radio, but yeah, you're right. I did. I did take some time out from that to go through formation for the priesthood from 1989 to 1995, and, you know, it's kind of kind of sad in some ways that that wasn't ultimately about my vocation, but I feel really, really certain in my heart that it wasn't, and so I had six great years of camaraderie and fellowship with the other men who were on their path to the priesthood. Some went on to ordination, some did not, and that's kind of the way that goes in vocational discernment.
2: So tell me, during that time, is that when you created the Vocation Boom? It's a website that you have, right?
1: Yeah, well, Vocation Boom. As of right now, as we're talking, I have uh, I have dissolved the ministry, only because you know, it was running for ten years and we did uh, hopefully some good work for the church. But you know, with take take two with Jerry and Debbie and the the retreats that we're doing and the life coaching and all of that, it, it just got to be way too much. I just didn't have the time, nor did mm-hmm. I have financial resources to continue putting those into it. So I prayed really for about two years and, and I, I really through prayer and talking with holy priests and people that I trust, I just got uh, the, the green light from God to go ahead and kind of shut that down and say it was, it was great for a season, but now I'm on to some other things.
2: You are all, we were always called on a journey to do different things in different parts of our lives. So let me ask you this. Um, I know you're an author as well, a co-author of a book, about uh, 12 men and becoming priests and you also did a forward to 101 inspirational stories how did you how did you get into doing that because you also do public speaking like I said so I mean you do a lot of diverse things how do you get it all in line
1: uh, well it's yeah it's I have I have been known to uh bite off more than I could chew many times in my life and I just I just hope and pray Regina that God looks down at me and says oh my 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 eager little son you know, <laughs> undertaking all of these different things and he's blessed so many of them and some of them just haven't really gotten the traction but yeah i did i, I put together the uh, the story of the 12 men who uh, discerned their call to the priesthood with my good friend dr christine Mugridge. the book is titled called by name and i did write that forward that you talked about so i have done a little bit of writing debbie and i are working on a book that we're co-editing and co authoring with EWTN that is a collection of stories from our listeners about loved ones who left the faith, which is the number oh, one that's parent yeah, everywhere we go, Regina, people people say, Look, pray for my son, pray for my husband, pray for my wife, yes. pray for my cousin. So yeah, so we're That's why I
2: love that. your show because you always get some wonderful calling.
1: Oh thank you. How
2: thank did you and Debbie get started with that? Do you guys well, live in the same physical area or um you just do over zoom and skype that kind of thing do you go into a studio
1: yeah debbie lives in the phoenix arizona area and i live in southern california so we're about four or five hours Florida. apart yeah. Yeah. we connect over uh over skype that's how we see each other doing doing the show and we send our, our audio down to ewtn and they put it all together but third you mentioned third millennium media and I was the founder of, of of the creator of Catholic Answers Live, their radio show, not the Apostle of Catholic Answers, but their radio show. And during the first few years that I was doing the show, a lot of stations were asking me to come out and host their on-air pledge drives to raise money. And so I was doing so much of that. I was gone about half the year and I had to discern, Lord, do you want me to stay at Catholic Answers or do you want me to go out and continue to do this fundraising full-time? And the, the answer was to go out and do the fundraising. So I was doing a pledge drives for dozens of stations, and Debbie worked for what was then Immaculate Heart Radio. She was their community relations officer in Phoenix, and so we got teamed up on the air to do their pledge drives on our oh. different on-air shifts, and we just really hit it off well, and it was just a lot of chemistry there, so that's that's what's kind of taken us forward in our ministry together.
2: Yeah, you do feed off each other very well. It's It's such an enjoyable show to listen to. And I love it when the, the guests call in and give their inspiration, or they might have a question about the faith. And if Debbie doesn't have the answers and is interested in having your perspective, you guys, like I said, feed off each other very, very good. So thanks for that. What has been the most compelling story that you've
1: had? Oh, boy. All
2: these years now.
1: Yeah, we just passed five years. Yeah, exciting. You? Congratulations. And, um, I, you know, it's, it's amazing. I, it's, it's hard to pinpoint anyone. Um, we've done a show uh, for you know women who are post-abortive, and had some amazing testimonies. Um, we did a couple of shows here a few few several weeks ago on the the uh, racism and the rioting and the looting, and that got a lot of amazing calls and takes on that. So it's really hard to boil it down to one, but I think the one thing we love most about the show is that we we try and give people a place on the radio, a safe place that they can call. Not not that other shows don't. But this is, this is where we kind of hand them the microphone. We say, what's your story? You tell us what's your story about this topic, this topic, this topic. And I think the people appreciate that and they respond very, very well. So it's hard to really pinpoint one special moment that we've had. We've had so many.
2: Tell me if you can, where have you traveled to? And are you still doing a lot of speaking engagements as well? Because like you said, you've been dealing with Debbie doing some faith gatherings.
1: Yeah, well, we haven't. Uh, nobody's been going anywhere for a, a little oh, yeah, while because of the
2: corona, right?
1: But uh, yeah, I don't. I don't do a lot of public speaking. Most of my speaking is done on the radio, but I still do pl- several of the on-air fundraisers, the so pledge drives for stations. But what's beautiful, Regina, is you know, with the technology that we have, Debbie and I, of course, can do our show remotely from our homes. So we're also doing pledge drives remotely from our homes. We're hooking up with stations over the internet and, and doing their on-air fundraising. So it's really eliminated a lot of the travel, but I was just reflecting on it this afternoon. I have been blessed to be in probably just about almost every state in the union, all 50 States. Um, I've been in various places around the world and seen and done some, some beautiful things that I thank God for. It's just been.
2: Yeah, I been, very, been afforded a wonderful opportunity, wonderful God given opportunity. I think it's great. How many radio stations would you say are there that are focused in Catholic environment?
1: Uh, You know, it's hard to say. There's, uh, there's EWTN and I think they have um, probably 300, 350 uh, stations that carry their programming. There's another network that has about 130 stations. Uh, It's called relevant radio. And then there's some independent stations. So overall in the United States, there might be 500, maybe 500, 500, 50, 600, something like that.
2: Really? How many listeners do you have? Have you ever have Have you ever done a discernment of how many people worldwide listen to you?
1: No, we haven't. That would be up to EWTN to do what they call market research or listenership, you know, audience measurement. And I don't know if they've ever done any of that. But it's hard to say without without doing that. It's really hard to say how many people we have listening. What we kind of go by on our show is the the number of calls that we have that come into the show and just about every day it's uh, the phone lines are full for most of the show. And we find that about, mm, I would say at least 40% of our callers are first time callers. Our call screener asks them, have you ever called this Mm. show before? And they'll say, no, I'm a first time caller. So about 40% of our calls are calling us for the first time.
2: Do they usually say how they get attracted to your show or how they get introduced to it?
1: Well, they usually listen to a a local AM or FM station, some on Sirius, Satellite Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 130. Um, Many listen on, or actually watch, I should say, because we stream the the Skype video on YouTube and Facebook. So it's really just over time you pick up new listeners and um, hopefully retain them and gain more listeners. So there's a lot of ways that people can find out about the show. And uh, hopefully they become, you know, regular listeners. That's what we're hoping for.
2: Did you and Debbie approach EWTN because that's such a wonderful resource for so many people, especially shut-ins?
1: Well, it's interesting. There's a, a kind of a neat story behind that. When I, I left Catholic Answers in 2009 to do all of the pledge drives that I did for many, many years, um, a very good friend of mine and a good, he's a good friend of Debbie's too. He was the general manager at EWTN Radio. And almost immediately when I left Catholic Answers, he kept saying to me, Jerry, we got to get you back on the air. We got to get you back on the air. I said, Dave, I said, I can't. Look at what I'm doing. I'm traveling six months out of the year. That's why I had to leave Catholic Answers. Mm -hmm. And so finally, you know, um, about. Well, let's see, we we launched in 2015. So that was, yeah, it was six years after I left Catholic Answers. And I'd say about 12 to 18 months before the show launch, um, I really had it put on my heart that this was uh, this was a show that we should approach EWTN with. And uh, you know, so I, I gave a proposal to uh, Dave and EWTN, and they, they went ahead with it. So we've been doing the show for over five years.
2: That's excellent. I am so excited that you had the opportunity to talk to me. Tell me, I know that you have a website. Take to show.com yep. is that where people can reach you if they want to dialogue with both you and Debbie
1: yeah they can go to take to or we've also started a life coaching ministry and that is at StandTallToday.com. tall is an acronym take another look at life our life coaches huh try and help people sort of reframe who they are and their lives and the different areas of their lives and try to get those in balance and move forward. A lot of people, especially right now, Regina, are getting stuck. They're getting bogged down because of this pandemic. They don't think they the, the future looks as bright as it, it did just a few months ago. They're not sure if their hopes and dreams can be realized. And a life coach is like a thought partner. It's someone to help people along, get them unstuck if they're stuck. And and get them moving forward to their their full potential and their dreams. So if people want to reach us or we can, we give we give free consultations. There's no obligation to get a free consultation for life coaching at StandTallToday.com.
2: How many life coaches are there? Tell me a little bit about the pro the actual program. A little bit deeper.
1: Um, right now there are I think eight or nine on the website at StandTallToday.com, and we just how had, do you
2: match up the people.
1: Well, people, we we have we all have our biography on there and the areas of, of specialty that we've, like most mostly our own life experiences. You know, so if, if there's things that somebody has gone through, like any of our coaches have been through a divorce or an annulment or anxiety or depression or parental alienation or whatever, they put those bullets on there, those bullet points. So when someone goes to the website, they can read the different bios and look at the areas of specialization. And then they, that way they can choose the coach that they think would be the best fit for them.
2: Well, Jerry, this has been a great conversation. Thank you so much. I, like I said, I wanted everybody to be able to hear um, you talk a bit about the Take Two show because I think it's just so inspirational for people to listen to and get feedback from you and Debbie. Well, so thanks. thank you so much for doing this. I really, really appreciate you taking the time.
1: You're welcome, Regina. I wish you all the best with your podcast. Oh, thank, thank you,
2: you and, and God bless you.
1: God bless you, too.
2: Many thanks to Jerry for taking the time to talk to me today. He has such a busy schedule. I don't know how he keeps track of everything, but it was really, really a nice opportunity to talk to him. It was short, but I think it was well worth it. I hope you have the opportunity to avail yourselves, if you'd like, of the StandTallToday.com that he talked about the life coaching that him and Debbie Giorgiani give. So I hope the book is also great. I'm looking forward to reading that when it finally comes out. That's going to be a great read. Again, very inspirational stories. So many thanks again to Jerry, and I look forward to speaking to you people that are listening as well. If you'd like to share your stories, please don't hesitate to email me at willwithinpodcast.com at gmail.com that's a will within podcast at gmail.com and we'll chat and I'll be able to do a show with you to hear your inspirational story so many thanks again make sure to whatever program you listen to this on take a like to it and subscribe and if you'd like to leave a comment there as well whether it's Apple podcast whether it's cast box whether it's bread box whatever medium you listen to this on I would love to hear it so until the next time my Will Within family be blessed
0: dot app slash bread box.